The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect that of the staff and management of Good Karma Brands, but are the sole responsibility of the hosts and guests of this particular show. America may have many, many days, but they will be full of trouble. There will be no rest. There will be no tranquility in this country until the nation comes to terms with our problem. Bringing you social and political commentary from his mouth to your ears. Breaking down the issues which matter to you. You are not put here to be a white man's footstool. You are put here to represent the very best in God's world. Legendary civil rights icon, the Reverend Jesse Jackson in the studio. Reverend Jackson, how are you? Mr. Reverend, good morning on this chilly Milwaukee morning. And I am pleased to have one of the founding members of the Black Panther Party, Chairman Bobby Steele. Mr. Chairman, how are you this morning? Good morning. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. From Mr. Eric Holder. Mr. Holder, so good to see you. How are you? Well, I'm fine, man. How you been? It's been a long time. Haven't seen you for a while. The Dr. Cornell West. Dr. West, how are you, sir? My dear brother, you're so kind, you're so generous. So, man, but I salute you and the work that you were doing there. Doing a magnificent job there, Wisconsin. Stream live on 1017thetruth.com. Call in with your questions or comments. 833-212-1017. Join us on social media at 1017thetruth. It may not be what you expect to hear, but I will definitely give you what you need to know. Are you ready for the truth? I want the truth you can't handle the truth now live from the american family insurance studio at the avenue in the heart of downtown milwaukee here is sherwin hughes Friday, March 10th, 10.03 p.m. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you doing, Carrie? A.M., A.M., I'm sorry. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm amazing. Oh, okay. That's been jamming. Is that a good Sherwin Hughes? No. Not at all? This is weird because we never had to really fill in for Sherwin like this. Usually it's like Jason Fields or something like that. It's not usually me. Sherman's on assignment today. This is The Truth with Sherman Hughes here on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Kyle Wallace. I'll be filling in today along with Dr. Ken Harris, who will be joining us as well in about 30 minutes. Of course, Carrie Noni Juice is behind there. Or uh, what does he call you? Bert Grasshopper? Birdie? Little Birdie? No, he just says Carrie. No, oh, he calls you some other things too off the mic. <laughs> yeah, let him know, Kyle. No, <laughs> you call him things too. 
Let them know, I Kyle. can expose you as well. Go ahead. You I, know, I'm, I'm going to keep the accountability. I don't care. That's fine. I, well, I want you to keep that energy up as well when I when I start this conversation and this topic that we're going to go into today. We got quite a few things to talk about today. I've been off air and haven't been able to talk about controversial things. And, I, you know, when I fill in, I typically want to keep it in the style and the flavor of the host. And so with Sherwin Hughes, Sherwin Hughes gets upset about things, but he doesn't really talk too much pop culture. He talks a lot of politics and he calls out hypocrisy when he sees it. And so what I decided today, I thought about the hypocrisy that I see. And recently I saw something in the news and I just want you all to know, listen up. I'm not here to offend anybody because that's not my goal. I'm not here to annoy anybody. That's not my goal. I'm not really here to bother people. I'm just here to bring things to the forefront for you to be able to see, dissect and understand. All right. So that is my biggest thing is that I don't want people to get offended about anything that I am about to say, because what I'm about to say may offend a group. And I do not intend to offend them, nor do I want y'all hitting up at 833-212-1017 or coming to the avenue to come find me because I know what y'all do. So with that being said, recently I was thinking about righteousness. Carrie, Zach, did they teach y'all about righteousness at MPS? Um, I don't like that you're framing it like, no, oh, no. did they teach you no, I'm, righteousness I'm, I'm, at MPS? I'm, I'm asking, did they teach you all that? They didn't really teach it too much to me at where I went to school. I'm just asking. I mean, how would you teach righteousness? You to teach righteousness students? with virtues and, and things like that and family. I'm just asking. I guess not. No, we didn't have a specific topic section in school on righteousness. Or maybe you no. just weren't paying attention. My mama was in MPS for a very long time. She taught her students. So that. then what you asking me for if <laughs> I'm you just know looking, your mama do it? I'm looking for confirmation. Now, listen, but I try to aim my life to live as righteous as possible. Do right by others. I really do. I saw something yesterday and I, it just broke my heart when I saw it because I understood the impact it was going to have on somebody's life. And it hurt. But I try to do right by others. I try to make decisions that I, the way I walk in this life, I try to make sure I put others as much as possible in front of me or try to uplift others around me. I think I try to live my life as righteous as possible. But like anybody else, I have fallen short many times in my life of trying to live this past. I can openly admit that. And I can do that with a little shame, not a lot, but with a little shame, I can openly admit that I have not always made the most righteous decision but i acknowledge that i am a continued work in progress recently i just came across a story just about yesterday and the story was about this bishop this bishop named lamar whitehead lamar whitehead is out of new york now lamar has made quite a bit of news in the last i would say six months and he's a pastor out of new york city now if y'all can go back about to december of 2022 on social media, we were all shocked when we saw this pastor preaching, right? He was standing up there, he's preaching, preaching the gospel. And he got robbed right there live on camera for everybody to see. And when this pastor got robbed, he got robbed of not just a little something. He was robbed of $1 million worth of jewelry. Yes, $1 million worth of jewelry. That, to me, seems out balance, out of balance that this pastor, this preacher, has on a million dollars worth of jewelry. Meanwhile, maybe his pulpit might have caught the bus or walked there or drove a 2013 Ford Focus like myself to go hear the gospel. It just seemed very imbalanced to me. And then just yesterday, this same pastor who's supposed to be righteous, 
who's supposed to be preaching the gospel, who's supposed to be a leader, fabricated a story, or excuse me, fabricated his bank records, and that's not the issue that I see. Lying, yes, that is a sin. He's living a life of sin. But he fabricated his bank records in order to show enough money so he could purchase a million-dollar home in New Jersey. So not only does this gentleman preach the gospel and have a million dollars worth of jewelry, not only does this man preach the gospel, but he wants to buy a million-dollar house. That brother was making millions off these people, making millions off his pulpit, preaching the gospel, making millions, and living a life of sin. Now, I'm going to keep going because that ain't really the point of what I'm trying to get at. Now, I think about something else, and I think about Creflo Dollar. He's the big mega church pastor, and he's the individual that asked his pulpit, to help him fundraise $65 million, $65 million, not to help, you know, cure some disease that we have out here, not to help put money towards research towards Alzheimer's, which impacts the black community, not to find research in order to help uh, with sickle cell, which impacts the black community, not to try to find any research to try to stop diabetes, which Hurts the black community. No, he wanted $65 million raised so he can get a private jet to preach the gospel. $65 million for a selfish thing that he wanted to do. And yes, I'm all about delivering the message. But a $65 million private jet ain't what you need to do with that money. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about somebody named Jerry Falwell Jr. Some of you may know him or may know his father, Jerry Falwell Sr., now, his son, Jerry Farwell Jr., Farwell Jr., was the president at Liberty University. Now, at Liberty University, the students are not allowed to engage in anything sexual on that campus. It is an evangelical school that they limit what the students are able to do. And I'm not going to say they indoctrinate the students whatsoever, but there's some questionable things and practices in things that the school must follow, the students must follow at that school. Now, what blows my mind about Jerry Farwell is not because I believe his father was a racist, but the fact that Jerry Farwell was sitting here making students live a certain life that he could not uphold as a president of the university as he watched his wife, excuse me, his, him and his wife recruited young men to sleep with his wife and have him watch. Have him watch. And so what I'm saying is this. This is not anti-religion whatsoever because that's not what it is. Because I am a Christian. I am a believer in the Lord. But what I'm getting a little sick of is people trying to tell you how righteous that they are. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, they are not living a righteous life. Those who use the Bible to try to chastise others, to try to make other people feel bad about themselves, to try to make people feel less than because they believe in the gospel, or they go to church, or they do this and that. That's where I want to draw the line. This conversation really roots from a conversation that I had yesterday 
where we were talking about righteousness and we were talking about things, you know, that people are doing that they should not be doing. And I said, the worst thing that I don't like is when people act like they're living this righteous life and they're living this certain way and they use the Bible to defend all their beliefs. Meanwhile, when it comes to actually living out this life, they fall short themselves. And that's what I have the issue with is there are too many Bible thumping individuals who are judging individuals and tearing people down, especially when it comes to those that have less than, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ community. We have people using the Bible as a tool to drag others down. And I'm getting real sick of it and I've become real frustrated. If you have any thoughts or comments on this conversation, 833-212-1017. Because for me, I look in the news every other day and I see something about somebody that is supposed to be a righteous individual. Something about someone that's supposed to be leading others. Something about somebody who is supposed to be a man or a woman of God in the news doing something very ungodly. And so when I hear people using the Bible as a way to tear down others, it frustrates me. It upsets me. Because one thing I don't like is a hypocrite. And I feel like there are millions of hypocrites across this country that are trying to impact people's day and their lives on a day-to-day basis. Right now, we are going through something in the state of Wisconsin where in the state of Wisconsin, it is illegal to get an abortion. And now, listen, I'm not going to get into the conversation of pro-choice of abortion or anything like that. But all I'm talking about now is the fact that there are so many people that are lawmakers, those the decision makers, those in power that will get up there and be anti this and anti that when it comes to abortion, but go and have a mistress get an abortion. There was a story that I'll talk about a little bit after the break about the politician down in Tennessee who lived a double life. 833-212-1017. We got J.D. the poet. We'll get him after the break. But you're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Sherwin Hughes is on assignment. My name is Kyle Wallace. I'm filling in for Sherwin Hughes. We'll also be joined by Dr. Ken Harris at 1030. He'll be sure to join in on the conversation. But keep it locked. You are listening to The Truth. It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes here on the new 101.7 The Truth. I am not Sherwin Hughes. He is on assignment today. My name is Kyle Wallace, who is in for Sherwin Hughes. We joined by Dr. Ken Harris here very shortly. But 833-212-1017, that is the talking text line. And we're just having a conversation about righteousness. And my disdain for Bible-thumping individuals who use the Bible to drag down other people. Meanwhile, they don't even follow 
the same that book and live their life through the Bible like Christ. 833-212-1017. JD, the poet, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. I hear you have a poem about preachers and pimps. I do, man. They uh we got some preacher pimps out here. You know, um the temple will be destroyed because we are all gods, all of us, and we're not fulfilling the mandate of the most high, and that's why it's a church on every corner and our communities aren't being transformed. If we have true religion, then we would be doing what God would have for us to do, and that is an economic, spiritual, and a political transition. Jesus was very political. He went in the temple. He kicked over things when they were selling them, and in in Jerusalem, they're still selling things in the temple today in 2023, trinkets and everything else, godless religion. But I do have a, a poem about that, and I wanted to share it with the listeners. Sounds good. Let's hear it. Tell me. It's called Preacher Pimps. Preacher Pimps multiply sins through greed. Give me 10% and I'll give you what you need. If you just have faith like a mustard seed, give me 10%. I'll give you what you need. Sister Jones was sick, almost dead on Tuesday. I blessed her with oil. She was healed Saturday. Came to sunrise service to give me my 10% Sunday. Maybe she wasn't healed because she died on Monday. I need a new Ferrari so I can look blessed. My testimony is I used to pimp hoes, I must confess. Now I feed the flock and should look my best. Come on, church, empty your pockets, you know the rest. It's a stick-up robbery, I want 10 talents. Your kids don't need college funds, but check my balance. The building fund is low, so open your purse. Plus 10% for me, please give until it hurts. I ain't straining gnats. I'm no Pharisee. I'm the epitome of Christian leadership straight from 2 Timothy. Now nah, you about as bad as Balaam, a crooked soothsayer. If we was listening to jazz, you'd be a smooth operator. Took the widow's two mites and the crippled man's mat, leaving the people hungry. What kind of preacher is that? You aren't building industry to give your parishioners jobs. You take from the community and play with God. Let's be like Jesus and start acting Jewish. Own banks and stores, not spending money like we foolish. Maybe close one church and merge with the next. Use the other building as a business and start to collect. Get our dough up instead of to the pastor. If he was really like Paul, he'd be a tent master. Providing for self and definitely not taking from me, but showing true religion by rebuilding our community. And that's that piece. That was fire. Hot fire. Yeah. 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 So that's where I'm at with that. We need to get on these preachers and we need to hold them accountable just like we do these politicians because they are people we look up to and they're supposed to be providing guidance. And if they don't do that, we need to get them out the pulpit. That's what I got for y'all today. Love all y'all. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, J.D. And I I feel J.D. on that. My, My thing is this. I am not anti the church anti the pastors and the community. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not I'm not none mm-hmm. of that what I what I'm just saying is when mm-hmm. I when I see on the grand the grand scheme of things and I, I never forget when Liz Brown was on the Tory Low show which you can hear the Tory Low show from one to four okay. every single day Monday through uh actually yes. Monday through Sunday Liz Brown at 3 30 yes yes <laughs> and so I just remember when she said she what she grew up going to the church and she remembers seeing the, the pastor drive by her in a Bentley while she, her and her family were waiting on the bus stop, and the inequities in that, I and see, the fact that two, three—it's two, three bishops that drive Bentleys that I know of. At, le- at least three. It's a pastor around the corner from me that has a Rolls Royce. I'm on Valley. He on 12th Street by Speed Queen with a Rolls Royce. 
And, that is ridiculous. And so that's ridiculous. And so all I'm saying is I, I see the two sides of when I worked at Marquette University and I am not. Listen, I am not Catholic, nor am I a proponent of the okay. Catholic Church. But when I when I right. was at Marquette University and I see the Jesuit priests living on campus where they all live together and I see the current yeah. um, man, my goodness, I can't uh, I, the current. uh can't think of what his name is. The Pope, current Pope right now, washing yeah. the feet of others. And then I look here, and again, yeah. again, I am not a proponent of Catholic Church by any means because they got a lot of demons that they did not take care of, and they got their own issues. Yeah. But when I just look at a You're Jerry right. Falwell, and I look at these pastors who are driving these luxury cars and living these luxurious lives, it just makes me question whether or not it is truly about the gospel. Or is it truly about taking advantage of the fact that people need something to follow and being a great orator, which allows people to follow you and you monetizing it and taking that money and not reinvesting, as you said, into the community, but rather reinvesting it into your luxurious lifestyle. And that's where I see the issue at. I'm going to leave you with this. The ills of godless religion are killing us. All of these churches are sucking money out of our community because they, they don't pay no taxes. So that's the bad part, and then they're not bringing no industry. So why aren't you opening a business along with the church? The church that I am affiliated with has a full-time clinic in it that is open to non-members across the city, and they have a full-time pantry that serves me, and they serve you regardless of zip code. A lot of uh, people that, that don't fool with food pantries don't know this. A lot of food pantries are zip code specific. Ours isn't. Only one in the city. JD, you got to tell us for 150 years. You got to tell us what that church is and the location for those who may be in need and just need a new home. Cross Lutheran Church, uh, 1821 North 16th Street, and we accept the LGBTQ community and we uh, fool with immigrants. Uh, my my pastor is married to a man that's here from Mexico that isn't. Uh, all the way, you know, uh, indoctrinated, got his green card and everything. So we really, really believe in what God said because Jesus was on the run. He went to Egypt to to hide from Herod. Let's let's study the Bible and and see who it is. Our Savior was the refugee on the run, and then we say we don't want Mexicans here. I don't want to hear that mess. God, there are no borders when you deal with God. God doesn't know borders. Yes, so sir. we need to really start acting like Jesus and really live that out and live the ethos of what the Bible says, which is to take care of thy brother. And until we do that, we're going to continue to have the dismal conditions in the black community that we have. And that's what I have for y'all today. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much, J.D., for joining us here on the new 1017 The Truth and The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. And yeah, he was he was preaching. He was keeping it real, and I 100% agree. But 833-212-1017. Wesley, you are on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes here on the new 1017 The Truth. Wesley, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Good morning, Kyle. And that I love hearing J.D.'s uh, poets. They're absolutely fabulous. But uh, I just wanted to say, uh, just because somebody does crime, right, considering a prisoner who's in jail for doing bad things, he can still give you a good word, though, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in that, in that type of aspect, just because somebody isn't living exactly what we consider according to the Bible doesn't mean they still can't give you something good. And just like you said, though, it doesn't mean that the people who are trying to follow what the Bible says, but we're not supposed to hold it against somebody else, especially if they're not ready to receive it yet or if they didn't ask for it. And if they didn't ask for it, then, then you don't give them it. You just keep it to yourself until they ask for help. Then you give them what you feel is right. 
I mean, we're, we're all kind of ingrained with the correct morals. Don't cheat, don't steal, don't kill, all those things. So, like you said, we're not supposed to judge somebody else. We're supposed to live according to how God convicts us. And then anything else besides that, we're supposed to love our brother, love our enemy. So and I, and you work with people until they ask for help. No, I, I, I agree with all of that. And I believe the aim to live righteous, as you said, is living with great morals. Uh, my whole thing is the fact that I feel like there's one thing when you when you just live your life and you try to uplift others. But it's another thing when you shun others and you condemn others for the way that they're living and you shame them. And I feel like some of these individuals that profit off others don't live so righteous. They profit off the fact that they're trying to preach a righteous life, but they don't live that righteous life. And that's where my issue. And again, I am not trying to put pastors in a group because it ain't everybody. It's, it's probably very few, very, very few, but I'm just calling out the big mega ones. And I'm calling out the fact that we got a lot of people who are putting others down and using the Bible in order to do that, which is not the purpose of the Bible. No, you're right. But, but at the same time, I mean, God also hardens people's hearts. You know, he, uh, j- just like with Saul, he put a bad spirit into Saul. So some people, even though they're, 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 <laughs> they're portraying the light, right, kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, it's kind of for us. I mean, it's, it's your, everybody has their own, you know, spiritual simulation through God, and, and God says he's the only one that can take credit for changing somebody's life. That, this way we can't take credit for it. So uh, un- unfortunately, and that's why we got to fear God, because he may put you in that predicament where you think you're doing what's right when you're actually not. And that's the scary part about it. So, you know, all you can do is pray for that person and, and continue living how you're convicted is righteous and moral. And then hope, you know, hope that that person who has that platform to witness to all these people, you know, sees the light and changes their life. Yes, sir. Wesley, thank you so much for joining us here today on 1017 The Truth and sharing your thoughts and comments. And again, I, I just wanted to be, no, I'm not coming and I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm not coming at the church because that's not that's not what I'm talking about. I talked about specific situations and something that occurred in my life that led me to just want to question and, and think a little bit more about this. And again, we're having this conversation that was about righteousness and seeing the story yesterday about Bishop Lamar Whitehead, the very controversial pastor out of New York. And some of the things that I've heard him say in the lifestyle that he lives. And then I think about Creflo dollar and the things that he talked about in Jerry Falwell junior and senior and the things that they've done. It just got me to thinking about how people use it to hurt others. 833-212-1017. We have Renee here on the line. We're going to get her on the other side and then also we'll be joined by the Dr. Ken Harris here after break. Keep it like you're listening to the truth with Sherwin Hughes. I am Kyle Walls in for Sherwin Hughes, who is on assignment. And this is the new 1017 The Truth. This is the truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, the truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Sweat me, spill me, cupid shot me. 
This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes here on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Kyle Wallace, who is in for Sherwin Hughes, who, yes, Ken, he is on assignment, Dr. Ken. He ain't on no assignment. He's out partying somewhere. He is on assignment. Who partying in the snow? Probably turned up last night, Maybe, and then he just passed out this morning. Come on now. Maybe he drunk some of that beer. He's on assignment. Let me be nice. Maybe he drunk some of that birthday wine. But I get to take advantage of well, do I have to talk like Sherman Hughes? No, you do. I try. I try to do my. Show. I'll talk like <sighs> Sherman. Terry, Hughes. I just uh, really, you I know, mean, I'll just be very low key today. Yeah, sure. It's the truth with Sherman Hughes on the new one hundred and one seven. The truth. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sherman Harris or Ken Hughes? Yeah, what, 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 did I say Sherman Harris? <laughs> no, oh. I'm just saying. Oh, what's that? Yeah, Sherman Harris or Ken Hughes? Here we go. <laughs> Welcome uh, back Kyle, here. what are you talking about, dude? Like, oh, really? I'm, I'm have ha- you lost it? I, 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 you know, I told people I didn't want to be controversial. You with living in your about. house for the rest of your life <laughs> and never coming out again? I, I, said I, wanna, you, I, I preface this mm-hmm. all this, and we have Renee here. And so, Renee, uh, this is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Uh, we have Renee here on The Truth Line. Renee, you are on, um, M- well, what is it? I don't even know. Zach, I messed it up. He, uh, Ren- Renee, you're on The Truth. What did he even say? <laughs> Hello, Renee, Renee you're on The Truth with Sherman Hughes. Yeah, what's your opinion? I'm what's, your, here. What's, what's your opinion? What are your thoughts? How you doing, Renee? Well, how you doing? Um, my thoughts is, is like, um, a lot of people in the world are afraid to read and really understand the book of Revelation. Because in chapter 2 and chapter 3, it teaches us, it shows us, it tells us about seven churches. And there was only two church that Jesus really liked. And it uh, it's one church that he, oh, it says stay away. You know, they, he didn't like the doctrine of Baal. And Baal teach people uh, his doctrine is all about money anyway. So when you ask God for to, to open up your eyes and your ears and for understanding, he will show you all seven churches, and there's only two that Jesus really cared for. So those are the churches we want to look for. Just ask for discernment, and he will give it to us. We are, we are, in, these, we are in the last days. Read about what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Read about what happened in Noah's days. We are in the last days. It's not. It's not something to be afraid of. We was bo- we was made in the spirit and the image of God. We are spiritual beings. You just got to tap into it, and He will open up the truth about everything to anybody that acts. So that's that, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you uh-huh. so much. No, no. Thank you so much for. Uh... <clears throat> For joining and sharing your comments, Ken, any thoughts to that? Oh, well, sounds sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I was actually talking okay. to him. But. <laughs> oh no, you weren't. Oh, well, Ken, do you have any thoughts? Well, I think that we've come to a point. I saw it the other day. I was watching a commercial on TV, and we show so many things in America, but but some somewhere we've gotten this thing in our brain. That that Christianity is to be dismissed, dogged, drug, 
And and I don't understand that. I don't I don't get how we we show people who we show people who want to uh become a part of this and this school and this business and all this, right? And they always make it a point to show the person of the Islamic faith, the woman in the hijab, the guy, but they never show a Christian. And I often wonder about that. Like, why is there such disdain for Christianity? Why is there such dragging so that now we drag pastors and we say, you know, again, we treat, we treat pastors when one person does something wrong. They're all bad now. But we don't do that to black people. We got people killing people in our own community that look like us. We never say a word about it. We act as if it doesn't exist. Well, see, Ken, this is where I, I have to disagree. That's garbage. With, with, I, I agree with the fact that, yes, that too often we try to clump one bad apple in with all of them. But what I will say this, I since September 11th, 2001, right. there has always been negativity put towards for me for when it comes to those of the Islamic faith. There are generations of children that have grown up feeling some type of way toward the Islamic faith after the events of what happened on September 11th and the things that people of Islamic faith had to face here in this country as well. So when I so for me personally, I know internally I probably feel some type of way when I look at Afghanistan, when I look at Iraq, when I look at Iran, when I look at uh, Muslim countries in the Middle East, when I look at some of the things in the beliefs that they have that are Saudi Arabia, that, right. that, that how they treat women, women, because what's happening right now in Iraq is that but women we can't have transfer actually, our values to other people but, in other countries. We've got to stop doing but, that. But that's what we, but we that's what religion, do that to us. But that's what religion does here in America. We transfer in our values to try to does. judge on, on other people, onto other people. And again, I'm a religious individual. Well, you know it's based on scripture. It's not based on you individually. Uh, but sometimes uh, people take uh, scri- sometimes people take scripture and they make that the way that they walk in their beliefs that righteousness the moral beliefs that they have is based in the scripture. But and I so, found them, and so and so they use those beliefs again to chastise and drag down others. So I, I don't I I for one I am I talk bad about the Catholic Church. I mean I I make a lot of insensitive jokes about the Catholic Church when I talk about because the priests, they're because, they're. Staunch hypocrites. They're complete hypocrites. They're right. in the but practice the that church, they allowed is the disgusting. People. Well, it's not the people, but as a but here's my thing, and this is where my issue comes in as followers. So for me, the church that I go to, St. Matthew CME Church, I have expectations of the pastor that I have there, Reverend Shaw. Shout out to Reverend Shaw. And so if Reverend Shaw was not living the life that he was supposed to be living, I would have an issue with that. And especially when it comes to some in the Catholic Church. If I went to a Catholic church and that, that pastor, that priest, I found out had allegations on touching little boys back in the 1980s. I would be appalled and disgusted and would ask, why is this man still up here preaching? But why would you? Why would I be up? Why would I? Why would I ask that question? Because I can't trust anybody who there's certain levels of forgiveness that should be given upon someone. And I'm not the one to be the judge. I'm not the judge and the jury or anything, but I control my own personal life and how I judge. And when it comes to things like that, that is unforgivable. But how you destroy uh, that young man as a child and the trauma that he'll have to deal with, the trauma that mm-hmm. may be passed to his family, Correct. the trauma that he may end Correct. up having a family and one day causing the trauma in his family or the trauma of him may actually taking the act that was committed against him and now committing on mm-hmm. others. 
Right. There's no, there's, it's unforgivable, and I feel like the Catholic Church has far too often, and I know they have. Because but is they it really them, unforgivable? Oh, in, God's, abs- in God's eyes, is it unforgivable? In Kyle Wallace's eyes, it is. Well, that's why you ain't God, it's, you, number you, one. You're darn right. Number two, <laughs> number, number two, there's only, you know, the, the unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So after that, you know, people want to bash churches. They want to come up with reasons why they didn't. Well, just don't. If you don't want to go to church, just don't go. But don't don't not be there, bash people, and then turn around and complain about something you're not even a part of. Anthony from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Good morning. How's everybody? Good morning. How about yourself? Uh, I'm just taking it easy, y'all. I'm off today. But the uh, thing about it is, is I just want to say um, I, I can appreciate your conversations. Uh, however, here's my opinion on the religions, particularly the ones we just mentioned and one we didn't, which is uh, you mentioned Christianity, Islam, and I'm going to throw in Judaism in there because those are all three based on Abrahamic um, origins. Correct. Abrahamic so laws. They're right. basically... Right, they're all three basically the same, and from my observation, mm, uh, I wouldn't go that far. But okay. Well, that's okay. You don't have to because they all—I mean—they all came from the same egg. So whether it's fried, boiled, or scrambled, it's still the same egg. That's my point. So with that being the case, uh, my personal observation is: I think those are three religions of conquest because throughout their history. I mean, you either convert or die. That's that's it. And I'm not talking about spiritual death. I'm talking about physical death of your body, your culture, and everything else that those three religions come in contact with. So what I would offer to, for consideration is a thorough observation of some of the African belief systems that do not incorporate that type of uh, behavior towards those who are not currently members or practices of that particular religion, as we might call it. Because in some situations, what we call a religion, other people call simply a way of life, a way of civil life to treat yourself, your your relatives, and other people. So with that being the case, that's that's all my observation is. So... Right. There you go, fellas. Thank you much. Y'all have a good morning. All Thank right. you. You as well, Anthony. Right on. I don't know if I agree. Right, with, I don't know if I agree with Anthony on that because when you simplify religion, when you when you take it and you flatten it out and say they're all the same, I've never, for instance, I've never known anyone of any instance of Judaism killing someone because they weren't Jewish. I know they've been attacked and have killed people, which is a human instinct, but I've never known people of the Jewish faith to kill people. I've, you know, the crusades, Christians have done it. Um, those of the Islamic faith have done it. I, I don't recall Judaism doing it. And you got some Abraham, Isaac and, you know, Isaac and Ishmael stuff going on and sons and brothers beefing between Islam and Christianity. So I don't, I don't know if I would just paint that broad of a picture and dis religion but then say some of the African traditions are above it or better. But that's just me. 833-212-1017 is a number. I don't, I don't, I'm not a 
I have no problem talking about Christianity. I have no problem talking about religion, especially when people are of a different faith. There are some faiths that are definitely um, beyond the pale. There's some that, uh-oh. I was gonna say, am I wrong? For what? So for me, I maybe I'm just too judgmental, and that's yeah, the righteousness are. that I need yeah, to work on. Is that, well, well this is, well, yeah, I speak up, and when you say that you're not going to talk bad about some religions, when I see some of the practices of some religions, like I absolutely, another one, again, I don't have disdain towards Catholics. I just think a lot of Catholics are hypocrites, as you just said. I, I, I would lump Catholics in Christianity where they belong. The religion is not Catholicism. Catholicism, Catholic in and of itself, the word means universal. So, so. Well, the practices. Like, like it, well, that's what I'm saying. It means universal, to be Catholic. Uh-huh. So most Christian Protestant denominations are Catholic in terms of being universal and in, in, in terms of Christianity. I know somebody will call and argue with me. That's fine. But at some point, we have to recognize that these are people in positions doing things, not the denomination, not the religion, it's people. And that's how everything is gone. Whenever you put people in a way, whenever you add people to the mix, I think that's when everything goes south. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes here on the new 1017 The Truth. I am Kyle Wallace filling in with Dr. Ken Harris for Sherwin Hughes, who is on assignment. And we're just having a conversation about religion. And it, it, it started from me seeing stories about pastors. And again, I can't group all pastors into one, but about Thank pastors you. who are taking advantage of the gospel and making money off of it and putting themselves above those that they are preaching the gospel to. To me, not living God-like. And in Bible thumpers. <laughs> but you got to remember this. For some people, that's all they have. For some people, their identity, their, their power, their strength, their self-awareness lies in something else. Which is weird. But, you know, I don't know. 833-212-1017. Bob, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. What are your thoughts? Hey, Carl. Uh, hi. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a wonderful topic, man. It's a good topic. Uh, you know, uh, what popped into my mind when you started this topic off was the fact that God doesn't really do do miracles anymore. He does miracles, but not. Now, let me explain myself. A bunch of steel flying people around from continent to continent. That's a miracle to me. These beautiful houses and people actually think they got it. They're that smart. God didn't give them the 
mentality some kind of way to build these beautiful houses and buildings and and everybody takes it for granted most people take it for granted and just you know they're already running water in a house using a lavatory it's it's so many a doctor would tell you i don't know how he lived I, i can't believe how he lived because you know uh it's all scientific and and so god just does things and maybe takes cancer away from a woman's womb and the doctor says it's gone i don't know how it's gone so that's how i feel about he doesn't do if he raised us from the dead like we would probably take that for granted not me but many people would take that for granted and be doing the same thing we do. So God, now I'm sure doctor may have a hit for me. I don't know now. I, I got a hit doctor, for you. you know? I got <laughs> be, be, be gentle now to Bob now. Bob, well, no. you be gentle with him, if, Ken. If, if you look at what an actual miracle is, it's a, a surprising <laughs> or, you know, the dictionary talks about, um, you know, surprising or, or welcome event that's, that is not inexplicable. It's not explainable. You can't understand it by either nature or scientific law. We can explain flight by scientific law. So it's really not a miracle. We can explain um, certain things that occur in life. It's not a miracle. It's when it happens. And for instance, a miracle is childbirth, if you think about it. If you think about how a woman was created to where her body literally adapts to giving birth to a child and then returns to normal. Think about all the things that have to work perfect for that one thing to happen. Think about air, where we literally have to have enough oxygen and enough gravity. You realize gravity is what, 14.7 pounds per square inch? If it was 14.8 pounds or 14.6, we'd fly off into space or be crushed. Like the fact that it's balanced to where the, the, the carbon, is it carbon? I always get it mixed up. Carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide. Anyway, from the plants, we breathe it out and there's air and oxygen where it's balanced just right so that we can actually live and breathe and the earth turns. That's a miracle. You really can't explain that by nature or by scientific law. That's just me. Some people think they can. Good, that's good. That's good stuff, doctor. All right. We shall we shall leave it there. I guess. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> you got good stuff too, Bob. All right. All right. Did you just call me pops? Yeah, I mean, I, you just call me pops. Y'all not too far in age. If this was not a conversation, did you just throw me under the bus too? You said who I owed you were. Wow, and I saw I his. Never said how old I was. Oh, okay. I, I, I never you, said you, you said you were a boomer, so we know we know what a boomer. And then also know how old Bob is because I, I saw his license, so I actually do also know his real name. But 833-212-1017, that is the phone number. If you want to get in on the conversation, if you want to get on the conversation, that is how you can hit us up as we are talking about religion on the talk and text line. We do have some folks who just said, Chris said, just like anything good, it can be used to cause harm as in religion and deceive. Bible talks about let thy not be deceived. What these individuals did is right, but shame on the congregation for letting themselves get deceived. I think that's interesting, pushing it back on the congregation. 833-212-1017. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I am Kyle Wallace. He is Dr. Ken Harris, and we will continue this conversation talking about religion on the other side.